I am so much worse now. It's only been a day. <laughs> Episode 20 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. Oh boy. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And it is very hot outside, so we have a fan running in the background that you can hear. Just embrace it. It is what it is. <laughs> not as hot as the last two days, but it's muggy and gross. The so. past two days were brutal. So bad. And we do have an air conditioner in our bedroom, but I felt guilty if I went up there and turned it on. Because everyone else was suffering outside, and I like to keep an eye on them if I'm doing inside work. So She doesn't want to be air-conditioned when they are not. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd bring them all upstairs, but Brian said no. I said no. She was going to include chickens and ducks in that. Of course. They yeah. are hot, too. <laughs> so we, we should review the weather a little bit. Uh, it's been raining for pretty much a solid month. Months. Yeah, it's on and off a couple months, but a solid month of, of just rain, and there would be little gaps in the rain, and people would run out to mow their lawn while they could. Lawns were overgrown because people couldn't get to it, or people would have partially mown, mowed lawns. And one thing that I never thought of before is farmers stopped making hay bales because their fields were soaking wet. It didn't even occur to us to even think about that. I don't know why. I think it's one of just one of those things. You're like, oh, well, it'll be there. No, no, it won't. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's running out of feed hay, and we were in a desperate way. And I, I, I was delivering something to another place in the state, and on my way back, I found a place that had some hay, and I bought it, and bought six bales, and they had done some haying, like gathering up the hay with the machines and into the bales while it was still wet. And they got a bunch of mud in there. And when it dried, basically as I'm pulling the hay bales apart, all this dust is coming out. I couldn't even pull the bales of hay apart. Yeah. They're, not only were they tied together, they were, not only were they dusty, but they were also tangled. Like they weren't shredded very well. So when you tried to pull them apart, it was like spaghetti and it was really hard. It was just terrible. It was worse than spaghetti. It was like trying to pull concrete apart or something i don't know it was, well it did have the mud as a binder it was, it was terrible and the goats were eating it but only because there was nothing else and it actually forced them to eat grass yeah so they went through five out of the six bales and the general store near us finally had hay and i checked they had three bales left i bought them and when i brought them in they were so green compared to the old crap that we've been using for the end of the mm -hmm. rain cycle because it finally stopped raining. General store got a load of hay in because the farmers, as soon as their fields were dry, they started making bales. They got some into the store. Everybody came in and bought it all up because they were all out. So the stuff just disappeared. Um, I only got three bales. And I, the last bale of the old stuff, we just tossed it in the compost pile, pulled it from all the feeders, got rid of it. It was so bad. It was so bad. How bad was it? <laughs> That the goats were being very, I don't know. Aggressive. Aggressive about. and their attitudes were different for the last couple of days. Like, like we, they were irritable. They were irritable, not just because of the heat, though. It, there was something else going on, and I finally 
I had to order straw for the chickens' nesting boxes, and the goats devoured it. Like, the nesting boxes were turned upside down and thrown all over, and there was no straw left. It was just... And that's when we realized they are hungry, even after eating all that hay. Just It's just bad hay with no nutrition in it. So Yeah, they're missing something, so... So when we bought... When I bought those three bales and brought them in, and they were so, I mean, by comparison, they were so green. Mm-hmm. And, like, more than bales usually are. They were nice. And they were soft. The kind of, like... Our nice. goats are weird. They like the soft hay compared to the coarse hay. Yeah. So it was just perfect bales. So we, I, I put a, a bunch out there, and they just devoured it. And they're going to be better now. They're going to be okay. And, and another shipment came in, and I got six more bales today. And it's just something you got to think about with, when it's wet, how are they supposed to run the tractors on their fields and gather up the hay and make all the round bales and the square bales? You know, all those farmers, now that they've got... And, of course, the weather got really hot, so when they're having to do the hay because everything's dry, it's incredibly hot, like 90s. And so the poor farmers are out there and their tractors just baking in the heat. And we're in Maine, so 90s is not normal. It's unusual. It shouldn't be that hot. I mean, maybe maybe in July, August, hottest time of the year. July, but no, it, it shouldn't. Sorry, it, yeah, it is July. We're Jeez. in Maine. It shouldn't be 90s in Maine. Sorry. No, when, like, when we no. first moved here. It's unusual. The reason why we're up so north is so But have you looked that so up? Hot. Yeah. Okay, so it... This is, un- I mean, global warming, right? <laughs> Well, I did hear that July 4th was the hottest day on record in the Earth. Yeah. So that's fun. And so, then fireworks. <laughs> Let's just blow the place up. Yeah, fire. Well, luckily... <laughs> no, actually, everything had dried up for the 4th, didn't it? Uh, I don't even remember. Was, was everything still wet, at least, when they were blowing stuff up? I honestly do not remember That's July the 4th. best time for fireworks when other... <laughs> people are blowing stuff up and playing with explosives is when right after a rain when all the forest and everything's nice and wet. The most concerned part of July 4th is dealing with the noise because Casa is petrified and yeah, wakes everyone up. So Well, because she thinks the world is ending. So yeah. we, we end up, uh, a lot of the time, we watch a movie going to bed and we'll put in something that has a lot of uh, gunfire and explosions in the beginning. We call them boom boom movies. <laughs> yeah, put a boom boom movie in, and that way, the the movie makes that noise and it's it diminishes the effect of the explosions outside, makes them less unusual. Yeah. So she's not as scared. I mean, we're in a place where there isn't supposed to be fireworks, but you know, people do. People do it, and there were some. So we just cranked the TV up. And then we had the air conditioner on. I think the air conditioner was in at that time, was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I put, basically we had two window units. One was supposed to be downstairs and one upstairs. And they're both upstairs right now because my office gets really, really hot. Uh, so, and there's stuff we got to do with the house to help with that and insulate. But that's money and that's going to take time because it's time to tell you <laughs> the topic of today's podcast. Our week. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about well and septic. Well, it's not just well and septic, 
though. Yeah, it's not just those, but... It's, it's our whole week that we went through. Bad things happen in threes, I'm certain of it. We had quite a bit, it, but it, it involves when you're out in the country, owning a home and being your own municipality for water and other stuff. There's some things that you want to think about. Uh, first of all, we not this week, but recently we got our, our septic tank pumped out at three years, which is normal. And Well, they say three to five years. Some people postpone it longer. We had, we were suggested to do it more often because I use bleach as sanitizer for the bakery. So right, and she throws like yeast down the drain. Yeah, once a month I throw the yeast down so the bacteria and the septic is still growing. What, however, that works. It's gross to think about. But, but there's still a concern that the bleach diminishes. And kills everything because it's you know, bleach. Right. So the question is, could we, without the bleach, could we have lasted four or five years? Maybe, but... Yeah, there's just two of us, probably. Yeah. But, you know, it's three better years, safe than sorry. The guy said three years was right about the mark for us. So that's... We wrote down the date, got it listed. It's always nice to know when you get a house, if you can find out how old things are, how long things have been since they were serviced... It's good. Like we got the thing pumped out when we first moved in the house, and then at three years, so yeah. that's at least good. And the tank's in good condition. Yeah, they check that when they're doing it, so that's good. Yeah, so that's good. I would hate to have that job. So thank you, septic people. They thanks, are. Thanks for being there. They are heroes. <laughs> right Same with garbage guys. Garbage guys are heroes. Garbage and, people. I don't. I don't know. Uh, sanitation engineers. Garbage collectors. Whatever you want to call yourselves, thank you, because I could never, I, I, yeah, no. And then, don't forget the guys that deliver propane and heating oil to people. Mm. Those are good, too. Those are good, but not as gross, so. That's true. I'm talking about gross jobs. Right. Well, well getting on guy, to the, sorry, no. getting on to the craziness of the week. Yeah. Was it the water, water heater first? Water heater was first. That was July 3rd because... Yeah, the holiday was coming up. It was a holiday weekend. Most people were off the whole... I feel like a lot of people took this week off. Things were slower everywhere. The farm shop was slower. So I just feel like people just went away. Even though Maine's the tourist state, I feel like... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, this was a... This was... A Monday, July 3rd, because yeah. the 4th was on a Tuesday. But luckily they came out. C.B. Haskell, again, thank you. We, we love them. We owe them our lives. And of course, <laughs> Kara had a hard day working on the farm all day. Well, no, then... Mondays are my worst bakery day. That's what it was? Oh, that's okay. So you were baking all day. Baking all day, and then did farm work. Went to go take a shower at like 3 in the afternoon. Yep. No hot water. Like, not that I want a super hot shower, but I would like a lukewarm shower. Just freezing cold from the center of the earth, from the uh, underneath the earth is... No, not okay. Yeah. So, we the luckily, the guy from CB Haskell came by, and it turned out there's, on your water heater, if it's, if it's a propane unit, which ours is... And, and again, we don't know how old the... I don't think we know how old that thing is. No, the previous owners did not tell us so 
A lot of times the previous owners don't know or they won't tell. Yeah. And so it's probably pretty old. And so you have to think about when you're going to replace these things and when, how long they're going to last and what's going to break down maybe. So in this case, the pilot light uh, went out. I figured it was the pilot light, but because we're not savvy enough and I was exhausted, I just, I couldn't deal. Yeah, so how do you light the pilot light on a water where, heater? Where if do you, I mean... If you've never done it before, it's propane, it's gas... There's risks. Like if you know if you know the procedure, you're fine. But I, I yeah, if it's a flammable gas, you're hesitant to. Which is to, silly because I mean we've had a food truck. We should have known, but we've lit pilot lights before, but not on a water heater. So we mm. we, we didn't know. So I mean we knew generally where it was, but what's normal, you know? And now we know the procedure for lighting it because when the guy came, but he kept trying to light it and it wouldn't. It light. wouldn't light. There's and something else off. There's a little. There's a little heat sensor, like a little piece of metal, right next to the pilot light, and basically it heats up. It's part of the whole mechanism of turning on the water heater, keeping it going. And that thing went bad, so he had to go to the shop and get a replacement. So we basically called in same day, just before a holiday. Which, you know, and will probably mean extra double, money. double money. <laughs> and so we're like, oh, it's probably costly, but luckily it turned out to be something small. So, but that also means we will have to start looking for a new water heater because it's borrowed time now. Yeah, we don't trust it now. What's the next thing that's going to break? Yeah. So, so we're looking at that, right? And I guess we tell real quick. We've we've had suggestions of getting a hybrid water heater. And I finally had a moment to do the research and. Because we're in Maine, so a hybrid means it works off, was it the heat pump? It's like a heat pump. It's kind of like an air conditioner in reverse. So our water heater is in our basement. Our basement is not insulated. It is stone, concrete. So it's it not it. It's not so a finished basement. No. It's just under the house. It and gets cold. So if you We have, sealed the place up so it doesn't get like zero or anything but it's not what you said it was had to be 40 had to be for heat pumps to work properly it needs to be 40 or above otherwise the electricity is costly so you're not saving any money whatsoever and the actual water heater costs 15 to two thousand dollars fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars so that's not including installation which is different than if you have what we have is propane so they have to close off the lines and redo and then you need an electrician because it's a different kind of outlet so it becomes a to-do right because a, a heat a hybrid water heater is essentially an electric water heater and it runs the heat pumps most of the time, which is really efficient and cost-saving. So you, the idea is that you'll make your money back from it being so expensive. But when it's too cold, it just works as an electric water heater. And in our case, once Kara did the math, she realized that it would be on electric mode too much of the time. Yeah, like six months out of the year because it's in our basement and our basement is cold and damp. Yeah, so if you, if you are in a different situation, it might be good for you and you might, it might be worth it for you to, to spend that kind of money. Yeah, if you're but, in the south yeah. or 
the west coast if it's warmer. You want to make sure it's in heat pump mode almost all year round to get the savings because you're not saving money when it's in electric mode. Yeah. And so for us, it, it was a bummer, but uh, once Kara did the math on it, it, it's just not for us. And electric would be too expensive and inefficient. We're just going to keep it as propane. I mean, it just it's easier because it's already set up as that. You just gotta replace it. You don't need an electrician. You just get the plumber to reinstall. So yeah, it turns into not such a big deal, which is very important to us now because we've had yet another problem. Well, and then there was a car. So remember, think bad things happen in threes. We knew the car was coming up. But we didn't know how much the car would then. The brakes so. were at the point where sometime this summer we should get a brake job. So we were, we were thinking, all right, we'll schedule it for later in the summer. And then we started hearing a sound while we're driving along. and we Sounds made it, are never good. <laughs> yeah, so we made an appointment and we took it in. And it turned out the left rear caliper was seized. So the brakes on the left rear side were always a little bit on hmm. and just wearing down the brake pad. And it was getting very close to, the guy called it a screecher something, screecher level. I don't remember. There's a, there's a mechanical part of your brake pad that is meant to make a lot of noise once the brakes dig into it. And that's so that, you know, if you haven't done your brakes and you need it, it starts going, every time you stop I'm sure and you've that, heard that person before. yeah and that tells you get that to a mechanic you know but then you're metal on metal and you're start to work starting to damage parts and then the the job of fixing it they have to replace more stuff which makes it more expensive so you don't want to get to that point it, basically the rear brakes had to be replaced and that's expensive there there will be a sound when we taking turns there's a little bit of rust in the front brakes but they're in really good condition so I was told there might be a noise and it's okay. But that's that was like that was like fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Which is holy moly. Uh, we I had to you put it on a credit card. Because we can't do all this stuff at the same time. So it was a hard month when all the things happen at once. Like the mortgage loan. Uh, vet bills, and now that the bakery's starting to make money, but it's a slow process still because uh, I gotta get checks. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's the business model changed, and it's she's finally starting to to make a little, and then everything happens, yeah. and we end up losing like. Like all the money is just coming in and it's going right back it's out the door. Gone. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Because that's right. We had vet bills because Aberdeen got her uh, spay appointment. Yeah. And she was wonderfully doped up for about a day. Less than 24 hours. She was calm. And, and then she was back to normal. <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately the pain the painkillers that they gave her to recover with uh, did not cause drowsiness, <laughs> even though she's drowsy now. <laughs> she, she is wiped out. She just did a big pug, <laughs> a pug snore. So if you, 
just a sidetrack a little bit because that's us. We did get another puppy, Scotland, who is adorables. If you haven't checked out our Instagram yet, he's on there. But um, he and Everdeen are now besties and play, 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 play. And then they both suck out, basically. So. Which is really his purpose. He was <laughs> he was brought in specifically because Aberdeen was a bit too much for Casla. Yes, Casla is eight years old. Sorry, eight years old, and she needs her naps. So, so she loves to play with Aberdeen, but then she's like, "Okay, I'm done now. I'm gonna lay down." But Aberdeen doesn't take no for an answer. And Scotland is a laid back little dude. He is. He really is. He's, he's so like, calm. What every puppy should be. <laughs> I've been joking that, like, Scotland is, is pot and Aberdeen is cocaine. That's their personalities. Because Tesla was also cocaine when she was a baby. Right, so. she was like, ah, like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, Aberdeen, Aberdeen has started to, she's not as bad as she was when she was little, like littler um, than this. I beg to differ. No, I think she was bouncing off the walls more. Uh, no, I don't know. It's a different kind of bouncing off the walls. But yeah. now, the problem is, when she was a baby baby, it was winter, so she doesn't quite understand heat mm. and being a pug at the same time. Right, she will run herself ragged and overheat. And I tell her, go drink some water, go lie down. But does she listen? No. Of course not, no. She never listens. And I don't know how to, I mean, how do you tell a puppy to take a chill pill? If, if <laughs> we had more time, we could, like, we do formal training and stuff. I don't think you can train a puppy to sleep. Well, that's true. But we <laughs> could get Aberdeen squared away in a lot of other ways if we had the hours to put into it. It just but, takes a lot of time. And, and one thing we've repeated on this podcast many times is that you end up with a lot of stuff to do all over the place. Yeah. So I feel bad we don't train them properly, but we will. I got a waist leash for her. Once it's better temperatures, I'll bring her outside in the back to train her around the chickens, but not while Scotland's near her because I don't want bad influences yeah, rubbing we, off. We want to take Scotland out with the animals and just let them hang out with all of them and be I calm. Took him out once so far. He was a bit intimidated. The goats are just staring at him. But then it got like super hot and rain. So maybe tomorrow we'll I'll do it again. And then we'll take turns. We'll do an Aberdeen and then a Scotland. So they don't rub off on each other. So far he's been good. All the girls bark at everything, and then the boys are just like, whatever. Yeah, and, and the purpose of the waist leash is you never know when Aberdeen's going to bolt, and she might pull the leash out of your hand. With the waist leash, it's, it's the kind I used to wear with Finia when I go running, and it's just what it sounds like. It goes around your waist, and it's a little bit elastic, so if the dog takes off and reaches the end of it, it it doesn't just yank, it, it stretches a little bit to soften it. And plus my hand strength isn't great, so it'll help me control her better. Right. 
And that's that's enough on the puppy. His, okay. He's wonderful and adorable. There's a, a third thing. This is the most interesting thing. Yes, so bad things happen in threes, right? So I, I, I should repeating that. <laughs> I should tell you what I was doing all day in the 90-degree heat. I, I took a vacation, and I was supposed to do all this other stuff, but it was just rain and then heat, and so many other chores jumped in front. And I wound up building windows for a lot of our animal houses. I, I would, some of them I actually cut out of the wall. And basically you just cut a hole in the wall and I made a wooden frame with just one by threes. And I got some like heavy screen, not the fine screen that you would use in a house window, but like a more heavy kind of metal screen. And you just staple that onto the wooden frame. And then you put hardware cloth over that and staple that in. And you take the whole frame and you just screw it into the outside wall. And now there's a layer of thick screen and hardware cloth so evil critters try to get our animals. They, they're scratching on metal. But that means all these windows are custom. They're only a, they're the shape that I cut. So I have to measure it. And I'm not a carpenter, so I got the measurements wrong a couple of times. It was really, really hot outside. I was baking the sun. And after all that, I, the uh, the first day I came in and Kara told me to take a cold shower. Not a hot shower, a cold shower. I would feel better. I was like, all right. So I did and I felt better. The second day, I come in and I was all done. And I said, I guess another cold shower is in order. And she says, yep. And then a minute later, she's like, Hey, are we running water outside or something? Yeah, so I went to go fill... No, I remember what it was. I had just planted some microgreens, and I was trying to fill my little watering pot. What is it? Is it a watering pot? What do they call it? Watering can. Watering can. Whatever. Even though it's plastic, it's not a can. I mean, but... Yeah. So I was trying to fill that in the upstairs bathroom. Like, well, I don't use the sink as often. Maybe it's just me. The pressure is not very high. Maybe I'm just not used to it because I use the downstairs shower because it's a bathtub and I get claustrophobic where the upstairs shower is a little glass stall. So he uses the upstairs. I use the downstairs. But anyway, so I thought maybe I'm just out of it and whatever so I'm like okay I filled it a little bit and then watered them and then I came downstairs and needed to fill the dog bowls with water so I went to the bathroom downstairs and there was no water right <laughs> we had no water our <laughs> no well water. was not working the biggest fear happened my, and my biggest fear happened. And so this was, <laughs> this was on a Friday. This was, this was yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> so I call CB Haskell and I tell them what's up. And luckily they do wells. They, they also do wells. They do all the things. Thank God. Yeah, they're great. And the guys came over. And, and to get the proper description, we I should tell you how a well works. In case you don't have one, in case you're on city water, you have a pump that's down on the ground. And when the water's pumped in, underneath your house, in your, in your basement or somewhere in your house, 
there's a big blue tank and that tank has a bladder in it and it basically the the bladder's full of air and as the water gets pumped in it compresses that bladder and that's what builds your water pressure so you you can turn the the, the faucet on and the, the air compressed in that bladder is pushing against the water, and that's what's making the water pressure come out of everything. So if your water stops pumping, you still have water until that tank reaches zero pressure. So that's why she had a little bit, and then it was totally dead. So when the guys got in, they were pretty sure it was the pump. It would get up to 25 pounds of pressure and then die. So they had to pull the pump. I've never seen anybody do that before. It was crazy. They yeah. pulled this whole thing. It was like a... I don't even know how to describe it. you got to find out where your well is if you're getting well water. And you have to be able to... Make sure you see it and look at it. Uh, because you may have to shock the well at some point. We've talked about that before. I'll explain it again sometime. But we don't really have to shock our well anymore because we have an ultraviolet filter that before the water goes anywhere in the house, it goes through the ultraviolet filter and gets blasted with UV and it kills whatever stuff is in it. But the, the well itself, they, when they remove it, they stick a big iron bar with a T handle at the top and hook onto it and they crank it around. They basically turn it to unlock what was down there and, and, and to it basically unlocks when you turn it, and then they just physically haul it out. And there's a long, uh, rigid hose. It's like a, a, a big, heavy cable. It's hollow. It goes all the way down. And there's wires, a group of, like, I think three wires that spiral around the cable. And those were held down with duct tape, oh, not sorry, with electrical tape. Just, every few feet. Doesn't seem right to me. Well, that's probably how they did it back in the day. Still. But just... basically, the guys pulled it all out, and they discovered that we our pump was only seventy five feet down. The well is one hundred and seventy five feet deep, but our <laughs> pump was only seventy five feet down. It's never been a problem, right? But this has been a, a hot few days, and but other people remember our last episode. It was all about the rain we just had, so... The aquifer should be overflowing. What the freak? So, what's going on? It, turn, it turns out our pump is basically hanging out near the top of the water. And so, well, it's hot. And everybody, people could be filling swimming pools or something. I mean, is... People have stock tanks to fill up. It's, it's, I mean, is everything, I don't know, when you have a well, are you connected to your neighbor still? I you're connected I, to the groundwater. The groundwater. And nobody knows, nobody knows where that groundwater goes. No, uh, there, there's, the aquifer is, it networks around. Imagine like caves underground full of water. And it could go anywhere. So... When you're pulling water from the ground, it's not your own personal pocket of water. It's the water that the whole town pulls from. It's the general groundwater. And, I mean, it's possible that you and three neighbors are working on the same pocket of water, but nobody's mapping this stuff out. Which they, just, they really should be, because... How? Send little robots down? Yes. They have... <laughs> 
I mean, James Cameron used little robots to find the That's Titanic. Right. We should they spend, could do it for the freaking well system. We should get James Cameron to spend <laughs> millions of dollars yeah. on each person's He's well. He's got it. Why not? Every town that has groundwater, we need to map out the underground. I mean, it's important information. So you just assume that, assume that you're pulling from the same groundwater that your neighbors are pulling from? Sometimes in the summer, people run out. They run their well dry, and it, it's. It was my biggest fear yeah. of having well water, and because Kara, like, remember, never, never worry. Everyone's like, "Don't worry about. It. There's always so much water," and I'm like, "Okay, but no." And all this time, Kara has been the water police mm-hmm. because she's been worried about this, and now we've run dry. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna be so much worse now." I am so much worse now. <laughs> it's only been a day. <laughs> Let me tell you, we, so, we didn't even refill the duck pools. I feel bad, although they're not scummy like they would be. They didn't want to go swimming yesterday because it was too hot. Go figure. The water got heated up by the sun. Yeah, so they were probably like bath water. Who wants to take a bath? So the, the moment we had a problem and I called oh. C.B. Haskell, I went to the grocery store and bought a whole bunch of water Yeah. because we had to water the animals and we had to take care of things. And we had to maybe flush a toilet, you know. Um, luckily, that. yeah. So, <laughs> luckily, we didn't get into too much trouble there, and they showed up quickly. So they they were gonna put. And here's some stuff about pumps that you might be interested to know. After I pour this drink, after a note from our sponsors, <laughs> Freedom's Edge Cider. Freedom's Edge Cider, who is a great company and local to Maine. We will eventually visit your brewery. Are we cidery? keeping this in the podcast? Why not? This? Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> so I follow you on Instagram. You follow me. Why not? We love you. You're okay. Good. So <laughs> the, the 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 pumps. It, it looks like a, a metal cylinder, and like I said, it's connected to wires that that go all the way up the line because you have to be able to send signals to it. But different pumps do different things. We apparently had. A fancy pants, like Cadillac kind of pump that you can put at any depth and it's awesome and it works for any situation. Problem is, it costs two to three times as much as other pumps. Hmm. And Justin, who's the plumber from CB Haskell that we love, uh, Justin said it's kind of like the wrench that's also a screwdriver, that's you know, also another tool. And you, you could just use a screwdriver. You know, so you get the appropriate size pump for the depth that you're at. But this thing, you could put at any depth. And the, the company apparently priced itself out of the market and went out of business. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> so they were joking at first, because our line's only 75 feet, that if they put the big pump in there, um, that it would be too much. And we would turn on the faucet and, bah! You know, it was like, too much water. <laughs> so they were going to put a smaller pump in. They went. They hooked it all up, lowered it back in, tested it. That's when they found out it ran dry, because the line's so short it had just barely touched the tip of the water. And he said, "Well, you know, your old pump might be okay." Kara and I looked at each other for a second, and then I, I asked him, "How much is the new pump?" And he went and checked. It's eight hundred and ninety-five bucks, which is not nothing. That's a That's chunk a of change. Huge chunk of change. But think about it. Not including labor. Yeah, th- think about it. We're already paying for the labor of pulling this thing out. Their time, right? They pulled it out. 
and they they put the smaller pump on, dropped it back in, found out that it wasn't reaching the water. Now they're thinking of putting the old pump back on. We're paying for this labor all anyway. And it's probably extra because it's like an emergency call. I'm sure it's... And it's always going to be an emergency call. Always, right? <laughs> when your pump goes out. So there's there's no... Uh, unless you're just being proactive, hey, let's replace it. Which I would suggest if you, yeah, if you, if you have don't. an old... If you don't know how old it is, I would suggest you put that in the, in the books. But hey, do you have the money for that? Maybe you don't. It's not it's not cheap. So, but I would put that on the list of things that are major maintenance for your house if you don't know how old the pump is. And that's why we decided to go with the new pump because the the old one is how old? We don't know. We don't know. Another thing is when we got the inspection, I don't even remember now, even though it was only three years ago. Yeah, the, the guy that inspected yeah. it said the starting amps were, were a bit off. We had two conflicting stories and... I think that guy just... Well, all right. One guy told us that we probably should replace it because it was weakening or getting old or something. And then we had another the septic guy, I think. I'd mentioned it to him. And he told us that pumps don't weaken like that. They just eventually fail. That guy's probably scamming you. And looking back on it now, I think there was no way for that guy to know that we had a Cadillac pump under there. That's a fancy pants pump. It probably just responded differently than he expected. Right. So. So probably both of them were being honest as they could. But, but the. I, but. Could you trust? I yeah. mean, what do you do? We don't know. We don't and know. We should have asked Justin about it while he was here, but we didn't think about it. Yeah. So anyway, we we, we decided no, we're gonna and go you, with. You asked the people you buy the house from. They're like, oh, I don't know. Even though, even if they did put it in, I don't think they put it in though. It must have been prior. But we are were, so weird because they if were we, snowbirds too, so yeah. they did not use it as much as we do. If we ever sold this place, we would tell them all the stuff, and yeah. it's so frustrating. I had like a book for when we sold High Street, and I'm sure the real estate agent just laughed and was like, "Okay," like. Well, yeah, because those agents are crap. Another. But the, the the thing that they were going to do with our pump is because it was riding so high and that was the problem. But keep in mind, Justin was still kind of, at first he thought that pump was failing, but it he wasn't sure if it was, if it was failing because part of it was broken or if it was just because it was, the water was lower than it needed, but he wasn't sure. And we thought, well, we don't know how old that thing is. Let's just replace it. So we wound up, Justin added more cable, more line to the well. So our well is now going to be, it, well, now it is, 25 feet from the bottom. And you, you don't want your well to go all the way to the bottom because there's sediment and things in the, in the groundwater. And you don't want to go that deep. So 25 feet above is appropriate. So now we, we're way down there, way down below the surface. And we have the larger of the two pumps so they can push the water all the way up to the top. And I noticed when Justin and Joel put the line back in, they did not have the three wires spiraling around the line with occasional electrical tape. They had actual plastic mounted things uh, to, to control the wires. That's probably the proper way to do it. Yeah. 
that's and I'm just saying. I don't know if it if the standards changed in the past few years, but I don't think duct yeah. tape or electrical you, tape, whatever. Well, it was electrical it is. tape, but well, it is because the dogs keep bringing it inside that they're finding. Because they had to cut through it to to get the wires free. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably not the proper technique. So. And it's also neat to see how they add more line because they they put a coupling in to add the new line to the old, and they put this plastic like flexible contraption around it, so that if you're pulling it out or if it just wiggles inside the well, the coupling where the two parts are joined together doesn't bash against the sides. It's cushioned. It's protected. It's like a little helmet for the place where the line is joined. So you've got. In a well, you've got this hard cable all going all the way down with a metal cylinder at the bottom, and that's pumping your water. And it's pumping into a blue tank with, an, with a bladder full of air that gets compressed. That's where your water pressure comes from. And when the bladder gets expands enough and the pressure in the tank gets low enough, kicks on the pump again to pressurize it. It's crazy to think about how it works. But you also have the difference between a... It was a drilled well and a dug well. Dug well. You want drilled well every time. Dug well is basically you run out of water faster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not deep enough. They don't go deep enough if it's dug. A dug well is literally what it sounds like. They just dig a hole. Yeah. And they go down until they hit water. A drilled well, they have fancy pants like trucks with like they have a truck with a big old drill on it. And they go, like, they'll go 175 feet, 200 feet down until they hit water. So, and they'll go deeper than that. So, always want drilled, not dug. If you're building yourself. Uh, or, but if you're looking at the house, ask or them. If, yeah, if you're getting an inspection, you need to know this stuff because it's important because you will run out of water, apparently, no matter what. I mean, it's inevitable. And I don't think it would ever happen. It's my biggest nightmare, my biggest fear, and it happened. And this thing is going to last us. I mean, Justin said we wouldn't have to worry about it for 30 years, but he also told me it depends on usage. We'll and probably be dead by then. Now that we've got the, now we've got the animals. <laughs> yeah, we use a lot. We use but more. Not. We had. I mean, we've. I, you I, wouldn't believe this. I actually got rid of those larger. I don't know. Those stock tanks I talked about in a previous episode. They take like 50 gallons each, where we had to have a ramp so the ducks and everybody could get in it. I, I removed those, and I replaced them with little kiddie pools that have like half the water, something that's easier to flip over. It doesn't flood the grass as much. It's a lot better. So we did these things to reduce the water, and Kara is walking around being water police. But we still don't use as much water as we did last year because we had that big freaking pool which right. is going to be put up for sale so if anyone's looking for a big pool let me know yeah you'd have to clean it up but it's well we're going to have a garage sale to support the farm but that'll be later on right anyway but so we were putting lots of water into that thing so once it doesn't a week. make sense that now suddenly after tons of rain except the only difference now i'm not blaming anyone but we do have new neighbors who just, <laughs> I'm not saying it's their fault, but it's kind of a coincidence they have now, uh, in, or not an in-ground, uh, up 
what they call them? An above ground above pool. Above ground pool. It's it's not they their have, fault. Like, billions of people living there, and now they have billions of animals. Suddenly, it's like. Uh, so that's a little bit exaggerated. It's not though. So somebody bought the house across the street <laughs> for way too much money, and they <laughs> the place was overgrown, and they brought in a bunch of sheep. Just suddenly. All of a sudden they had... And there's a rooster over there. So I'm assuming they have other chickens. Full grown. They just got like a full farm all of a sudden. There's no buildings over there as far as we know. They're building as they go even though they have the animals already. It's kind of weird. I was worried at first because you don't have a building. What are these animals going to do in the winter? What are you doing? But I'm always hearing construction they're sounds doing something there no no know. there's i've heard power yeah. tools that like i've heard grinders the guys over there know how to do stuff they know what they're doing they're just it's doing not, it backwards yeah it's it's not like asking me to build something they actually know how to build stuff <laughs> so they're, they're, but it's like you turn around <laughs> for one second like i was out there the other day i did not see a pool and then suddenly now there's a pool so yeah they've got enough people uh, i would think they've <laughs> They've probably got a big family, and they got family coming in, and they're building it up. I don't know. But, but of course, we our well does this. And, just as this is happening. Just as they're doing so. the pool. So mm. Kara is like, ah, they I'm, have a pool. I'm a little suspicious. It's, if that That might pool, be a coincidence. It is. I, is it, though? If I that particular pool is enough water to lower our aquifer that like that, then we've got bigger problems. It's just, no, it's a combination of them... Plus other people filling lots of stock tanks because it was super hot and animals needed more water. It, it was just a lot of a lot of people using more and more water, and we were just our pump was just below the water line down there. It, it so anytime the aquifer moves, we were in danger of essentially running dry. So now our pump is at an appropriate place. But it's just the, this is the problem. Let our me pump recap. is. Hold on, let me recap. Last year, we used more water because we had bigger pools and there were less rainy days. We did not have a month of full rain and there were hot days, especially open farm day, which we will be doing a special event. I will post just letting you know ahead of time. It's Duckapalooza. Anyway, there were some hot days and it's just... I don't know. Why didn't we lose water last year? I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird. So so Kara is... I'm is, all about the conspiracies right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's true facts. It's just a bunch... We had, but, we had cool days that were all rainy, followed by a few very hot, dry days. And I think, I think everybody in the area just filled their stock tanks and pools all of a sudden. And... It just happened to lower the aquifer just a little bit, and our pump was way high. But here's the irony of it. Our pump is now way down there. All right? So it's a 175-foot well. So we're at, like, I guess 150. We're so much – we're twice as deep as we used to be. And so we're so much safer now. But because this has happened – and and we – it's – I still think the pump failed. Uh, but could have been both because they put a brand new pump and it couldn't reach the water either. So it's both. Now that we're much safer than we were before, we still went without water for a few hours. So now Kara is going to be <laughs> even like 
the the term water police is now in all caps. Yeah. And if I am getting her in ice water and I, I have the water on too hard or too long, I get yelled at. Oh, I already yell yell at him when he does the dog if food bowls. We put a little bit of water in the dog's food bowl. But he leaves it running while he's doing I you turn it off. It's just a quick turn off turn off. Are you off, kidding turn me? Off, turn off. It's easy peasy. I turn on the water. Easy peasy. No, it, sir. no, no, this is real time. I no, turn sir. I turn on the water low, <laughs> grab a dog bowl, put it under. And then you leave put the it down, grab running. a dog bowl, put it under, no. grab a dog bowl, put no. it under, and I just do all nope. of them while the water's running. And she's like, stop wasting water. She wants to go, shh, and then turn it off. Shh, and That's turn it off. That's what I do. So, so it's like, this is... So I stop everything I'm doing in the morning, even if I'm prepping bagels <laughs> and my hands are covered in flour and dough, I will wash up and I will do the dog food bowls just so I don't have to cringe when he does it. Because that little bit of water... I do not want to make a fight. Everybody's well it. is going to run dry. <laughs> because of that. Our it's, ducks need water. It's, we, we use more water for the ducks and, and she gets mad at me. Any little bit helps. I didn't even do laundry today. I should have because we have a, rugs and pee pads. We use... Reusable pee pads now because Aberdeen likes to chew them up, like the paper ones. The, the paper so. pee pads that you get at water, uh, I don't know, Sam's Wholesale or whatever. The problem is Aberdeen will grab them. And then chew them up. And then chew them up. And, and Finney does the same thing, actually. Well, when Finia gets excited, and Finia is the 10-year-old puggle, <laughs> when she gets excited, she'll grab a, a, a something, a toy, anything. It's usually and, a pee pad. And... Or wrench box. it back and forth, <laughs> and play bow, and she, it's like she's a puppy again. She, it's it's really cute when she gets in that mode, but she will grab a pee pad and sling it around and shred it. Her nickname oh is Shredder. Oh yeah, she used to shred paper all the time. Every Christmas, <laughs> we, we we wrap her Christmas gifts because she likes to open. She loves the wrapping paper. She loves to open the wrapping paper. <laughs> Castle will steal the toy after she opens it. And then Finny will be playing with the wrapping paper and shredding it. She it's, really, it's like you yeah. buy a, a child a toy and they play with the box. You yeah, know. it's but, exactly that. <laughs> but Aberdeen will actually grab a pee pad and run away with it. And now she's teaching her little brother. So Yeah, Scotland, Scotland <laughs> loves Aberdeen. He really does. He's he's all about her. He, he she's his big sister. She's actually his niece technically. Yeah, they're related. So. But in the family dynamic, he, he's her little brother, and he idolizes her. And he's learned the pee pad <laughs> thing from her. So he'll grab a pee pad from the corner, yes. and start running. And it, one of two things happens. It either looks like a ghost. <laughs> Because he's so little. Because you can't see him. He's under there and it's, it's running across the floor. Or if you could see his face, he looks back at you like, ha ha ha! <laughs> I got this and you don't. And he runs along with it. It's like, it's funny. Please don't learn that. So, anyway, we've, we've discovered these reusables, which are a pain because you gotta actually wash them. But you can't just wash them, you gotta like put urine deterrent stuff on them or else you wash them and it still smells like pee at least in my mind but so there's an industrial thing so you've got an elderly pug that if he doesn't get out in time also he has, pees everywhere yeah if he doesn't get out in time like as soon as he says you know what i think i need to go outside you need to get his ass outside 
How many rugs have I thrown away in the last yeah. year? Yeah, there's He's, been a lot. I tried saving them. Don't don't get angry at me. And don't get angry at Dublin because yeah. he is 17 years old. <laughs> He's still going strong though. Although he is a pug. His life expectancy was 12, and he is 17. I just bought him an air conditioner. It's on its way. He loves the dining room. That's where we hang out. He doesn't want to go up to the bedroom and hang out. Well, he can't do the stairs by himself we anymore. We can't. We'd have to carry him, but he still doesn't want to hang out in there because he loves being in the dining room. So I ordered an air conditioner for him so he'd be more comfortable because you know there's going to be more hot days coming. So Yeah. And here's the here's the the conceit of that. She said, "I did it for Dublin. It's also for us." <laughs> oh yeah, it's for because this is where I hang out. Because and this is Kara's first chance, <laughs> or second chance rather, to calculate BTUs because our our other two window units were for our house in Rhode Island, and so, Kara Kara will actually get the square footage of the room. Oh wait, you gotta do this though. People just be like, "Oh, I'll just buy this air conditioner for my bedroom or my living room." But no, then you complain to the website or whoever you buy it from because it's not doing its job because you did not measure your room and did not get the the proper BTUs to equal that room size. So you need to measure your room and the BTUs matter because you need to know how much square footage it will cover because the smaller units will only cover like 155 or no 150 square feet which is not big it might be the size of your bathroom so btu if you're curious has a weird name it's british thermal unit <laughs> which i guess the I guy that, that. <laughs> yeah, the guy that came up with that i guess is british i knew it was british thermal unit but i wanted to confirm because i thought am i wrong about that so i looked it up real quick on my phone it's a me I knew it was a measure of heat, but specifically, the British thermal unit is the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of one pound of water by one degree Fahrenheit. Now, we're already in trouble because this is a stupid way to measure. It should be a volume of water. It shouldn't be one pound of water. Oh, because yeah, because you can't, I mean, water weight, weight changes. Liquid. Weight depends on how close you are to the center of the earth. It changes. It should be mass or it should be volume. Well, Preferably. also liquid and non-liquids, whatever those are called. Oh, no, no. If they're going to go with water, no, no, they no. should... No, no, Liquids are always measured in volumes, not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, being a baker, that's, that's what I if know. If they're going to do water, they should do, like, how many liters of water? But a pound of water, what the... Yeah, it's British from, like, a thousand years ago or something, because this is the United States, and we're not smart enough to use the, the metric system. Anyway, um, so you... you Kara will actually figure out the actual dimensions of the room and get this specific air conditioner for that room. And you might think that sounds crazy, but it is perfect. Yes. And when we moved to this house, we're using air conditioners for another house. Our Rhode Island house. Our Rhode Island house. I did measure and got the BTUs Ooh. for it. And it was perfect <laughs> for that house. There, and, and it works. Our bedroom is a little larger than our living space. <laughs> it's off it's, by... It's crazy, but it is. It's not off by enough to make it bad. No. It's but just, it's not the same. It's a little off. So... The air conditioner has to work a little harder. Yes. 
and the window has to work a little harder. We gotta replace that. But yeah, but keep in mind, the more often that becomes the insulation of your house and your room, and and that and the size of the room, how often is the air conditioner actually running versus just sitting there take, taking the temperature? Yeah, we we only use it for bedtime, so it's not that long. It doesn't work have to work as hard because nighttime is cooler than the daytime, so it's a little easier on it. Right, we're just doing individual rooms. So I discovered this brand. You also got to read reviews on air conditioners because he went to Lowe's Home Depot. It was Home Depot. Home Depot, his favorite store. Not that day. The other day, and I spurred the moment, I'm like, what air conditioners do they have? Like, I'm looking on the website to see if they had any large enough. It didn't look like it, but maybe they had some actually in stock that weren't on the website. And he's like, they have these GEs. I'm like, uh, GEs have terrible reviews. And then I was also thinking of portable ones, but they're not efficient enough for there us. Were, there were air conditioners all over the place in the Home Depot. People are buying them up. So uh, corporations have learned that we're going to have hotter days, and they stocked up with ACs that everybody's buying up. And, of course, capitalism. So the cheapest piece of crap that you can push for the most money, hmm. except Kara looks up the reviews. I look up the reviews. So portables are not going to work for us. We need too much at one time, and they're just... It just doesn't work out for our needs. Anytime you, you change the engineering, you sacrifice something If you for have a else. smaller space, but our dining room is actually quite large. We need 10,000 BTUs to cover it because it's our largest room besides the kitchen area. And she plans to use curtains to yeah. kind of close it off close it so off, it's yeah. cooler. That does work. So You want to make sure the curtains go all the way to the floor. Yeah, and I did. I actually did get a air conditioner, an air conditioner for the farm shop, i.e. the arc, i.e. the farm shop. Um, and I went with oh, crap. windmill. Windmill. I had no idea it was viral on TikTok. I didn't know. I just saw. It. I saw the good reviews. It was eco eco friendly. They were trying to do good with the environment. It was less carbon whatever. So, and it works really well. So. And it has an app, which I know, I know. I know. It's another really app, <laughs> another username <laughs> and password. <laughs> I know. But you can actually control it from your phone. And in the, um, what we call the ARC is the farm shop. I set up a schedule for it. So it turns on in the morning all by itself and turns off in the afternoon all by itself. And it works really well. Like that building is not insulated and it gets the afternoon sun, which means it bakes. So So it would be 90, 91 outside, but the weather app would say feels like 96. And it would be like 82 or something. It'd be in the 80s in the, the farm shop. Because we keep the temperature a little high... I mean, we it was a 75. It. Yeah. Well, I, I raised it today because it was a little cooler than the rest of the day. Like, if it's super hot, we'll lower it. But 
at the same time, we're paying for the electricity. Yeah. And how many people are going in? We had a couple today. It, we it want gets to keep, hard. We want to keep the edge off. We don't want it to be oppressively hot when you walk in there. Right. So uh, the day I checked, it was set to 75. Temperature outside was 91. Felt like 96. Temperature inside was in the low to mid 80s, I think. So not nice and cool in there, but... It's fighting a whole lot, and it's the window we chose is off in the corner. It's in the corner, but it's near the fridge, and the fridge is the most important to keep the temperature right. so to scale. Optimally, so. you would have a different arrangement. Yeah. But the location of the windows and the electrical outlets, we do what we can. That thing is not in the best possible spot, but it is working like a champ. It is. So... I decided to go for another one, bigger model, of course, and then... Um, just for Dublin. Just for Dublin. <laughs> and it's going to be shipped. It, it was cheaper through the website because Home Depot and all of them did not have the size we needed. And we'd have to have it shipped anyway, and it was on sale, so yeah. It was so frustrating at Home Depot. Everybody <laughs> was in my space. To the point where it's like... I'm so glad I was there. <laughs> it's, it's not just that they're in my way. It's that they're in my way and they're indecisive. They don't know where they want to go. And if you... I, I, I mean, I'm not even from a big city. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Not a big city. It's a city, but it's not a big city. But I've lived in large cities enough. I've, I've lived and worked in Boston. I've... I've I've been to enough big places that I've become accustomed to an environment where everybody's got things to do. Everybody's got to move, move, move. In, in downtown Boston, if you want to look at your phone, you're walking down the sidewalk. There's somebody behind you, right behind you, and they're busy, and they got a place to be. So when you want to look at your phone, you actually pull over like you're on the interstate and put your back against the wall to look at your phone. But in, in Maine, they don't really have crowds very often. So... It's frustrating when you're at a population center like a general store or a grocery store. It's very frustrating. If you have a giant empty parking lot and there's three pickup trucks in it, they don't know how to get out. They get in each other's way. But, um, it's not even, there's not even that many people compared to where we used to be, which is right, but, crazy. But the thing is, most of the time these people are not, they're, they're not in crowds. So, Side note. The last time I had to go into the grocery store and actually do the shopping, the freaking one of the workers was sweeping the floor and he was literally following us. Yeah, like like I'm dude. Like, dude. And he no. joked about it and it's like, like No. <laughs> no, you can go around and come back later. We're shopping. Stop following us. And uh, no, now I All the way down the aisle. Every time I'm, every time we stopped to open a, a, oh a open the cooler to get something, he was he stopped and he was like inches behind us. Did was like, not help my anxiety dude, whatsoever. I am going to punch you in the mouth. I was going to have a panic attack and at that point I was like, I'm done, I'm out, bye. But that's the Boston in me thinking that way because in Boston, crowds happen all the time and people just, everybody knows what to do. But in Maine, yeah, the, the downside is they don't know what to do in a crowd. But the upside is most of the time... Nobody is in your space, except and, when you go to the grocery store. Right, but 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 that's the thing is when you're on <laughs> most places you go. If you don't go to a population center like the general store, the grocery store, 
where everybody for 30 miles is going to go, you are not in a crowd. And that's why they never developed those skills. So the, the reason that you got this frustration with these people is because they spend most of their time in a wonderful situation where nobody is in their space. And I, I try to focus on that. Every time I get frustrated in the parking lot, I'm like, you know what? Most of the time, nobody's in my space. Most of the time, I got all kind of elbow room. And it's beautiful, and that's why I bought a house here. It's why I love it here. Focus on the positive. <laughs> and that is why I do not leave the house. <laughs> so I think that ends this episode. And the people are really nice. Don't get me wrong. They're nice. Oh, yeah. We love maters. I mean, it's just, they just do not... Get with the program. It's hard to describe <laughs> a crowd in a large place with a high population density. People just flow around each other effortlessly. and Every single person knows what to do. Yeah, in New and, York, I mean, I mean... Yeah, you just do your business unless you're a tourist and then you're like, get out of my way. Yeah. Half the time <laughs> I walked in the street, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what else to say about that. It, but it's different. Like, it was safer in the street than dealing with the people on the sidewalk because they're stupid. Because they'll stop and look at something and go, ooh. They're like, I am trying to get to work. Move the hell out of my way. <laughs> Trying to move. We had like, that in, in Charleston, oh, South Carolina yes. on King Street. That would happen all the time. There's like the tourist spot. All this stuff's on King Street. Not the, there's other stuff like Market Street and other things like that. But, but anyway, that's not to put you down, but to move theater equipment or concession equipment for the theaters in Times Square, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. We New, got you. <laughs> New York's population density is crazy. so much. So, yeah, you literally are driving a cart through the streets. And if you get hit, it's safer than dealing with all the people on the sidewalk. So. And to give you a sense of scale, we were moving and we just drove around the outer edge of New York City. <laughs> That's the closest I've been to New York City. I drove around the outer edge of it. And the traffic was so insane. I was like, WTF, this is my, what is happening right now. I was like freaking out. I was, I was almost panicking because it was so crazy. It was like overloading me. And I'd driven in Boston. We almost moved to Brooklyn though, but that's another tale Well, then I would have not time. driven. I would have well, driven yeah, to we subway. Don't, you don't drive. But, but yeah. I was driving just around the edge of New York and it was so crazy I was traumatized. Although I did. I wasn't even in the city. I did drive down one. A couple of times because I wanted to bring Dublin to work and it cost like over $50 a part for six hours, eight hours. Oh, Jesus. Over, yeah, it was crazy. Comparable time frame, just to give you a sense you of scale. I couldn't bring him on the T. This is Boston? No, not the T. Sorry. The, the subway. Or we whatever. were in Jersey, Jersey City. What do they call it? Whatever commuter train. Oh, crap. It's been so long. I don't even remember. That's fine. Sorry. I'm sorry. The lesson learned here is no sleep till Brooklyn. Could not take him on the subway. Whatever the Jersey equivalent is to that. Unless I put him in a bag. But he's a heavy pug. And he hates people. So, because um, he's from New Jersey. We would actually say that to people when he would bark at people. <laughs> we would say, we're sorry, he's from New Jersey. It's true. It's a true fact. Yeah. And then we said to one lady one time, and she says, I'm from New Jersey. We're like, oh. Oh, no, that was Sebastian's mom. 
Love you, Sebastian. And your mom. <laughs> Sorry. Jersey's great. Love it. I have told you, if you drive through other parts of New Jersey, it is the Garden State. You can They have farms in New Jersey. Yeah. You can drive through. We lived in many aspects of New Jersey. We did not you were, witness. You were in proximity to New York. If um, you're in other parts of the state. I don't know. Clifton was kind of far away from the city. I don't know. I've driven through rural areas of New Jersey, and there, it was beautiful. There were farms. <laughs> it's the Garden State. <laughs> but I have driven on the Turnpike. So Yeah, the Turnpike sucks. Sorry. Yes, it does. <laughs> and and you, we should do a whole episode just on New Jersey. We should. You're driving down a road at like 60 miles per hour, oh and you have to pull into a parking lot of a store. It's like, I forget what they call it. It's basically a, a main road. It's, you, a, it's Imagine an interstate with stores on the side. But you got to turn like at a moment's notice, and you're going 65 miles an hour, and there's like cars behind you going 80 miles an hour. And, and you got oh to like tell everybody behind you, I'm going to get in this store. I'm slowing down. I'm going to turn in the store. And there's no turning lane. There's no turn like, it's, just, it's just a parking lot. So you, you turn in oh and you, you, you get in there alive and you do your shopping. And then when you exit, you try to go. When, you, when you try to leave the parking lot and get on this like essentially interstate. And this is like wow. Nor. Oh, you okay? Yeah. She hit her foot on the. That was my the, shin. Your shin on the, on the table here. That's fun. But, but you, you, you're trying to leave and cars are like, yo, 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 going like 65 miles per hour and nobody cares nope. about you nope. at all. And you're trying There's to tell, no merge lane. You just got to go. You just got to wait for a gap, pull right into the road and floor it. And it's just, crazy. So that's like, that's my other memory of New Jersey. I have two yeah. memories, Garden State and holy crap, I got to get into this parking lot and holy crap, I got to get out of this parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah, many memories. Well... <laughs> I've suppressed a lot of them, but we'll have to go into that. But it's like past dinner time for the dogs. So yeah, we so we got to go. And this podcast is running long. Yes. So, all right. So have a happy whatever you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Bye.